0: Dave Neal. Good morning, everybody. It's March 4th, 2024. 3424. Two, four. We got it all for you today on this morning rush hour drive to work. I hope you're having a fantastic Monday morning. I'm going to have some SNL recaps over the weekend. We had Sydney Sweeney making some very funny jokes as uh, she hosted SNL. Casey Musgraves will dive into her song Deeper Well. She had a wardrobe malfunction. And also, I'm going to share with you guys what. Went down on Friday, which was a very random and very fun career highlight day for me. But it left some people feeling, I don't know if they were robbed or what, by some of my content. I'm actually going to get into that. I'll address it, but uh, again, in a way that I think uh, people will be able to understand. Maybe you'll have to read between the lines. But yeah, we're going to have a ton to get into. First, let's just tease this. We're going to share about this deposition that took place on Friday and Clayton's response to it. I guess we'll uh, we'll start here and then I'll go back to my thoughts about this in a little bit. Someone had commented in one of his TikTok dances, I think there's an extra giddy in that dance because as of March 1st in the woman who falsely claimed to be pregnant still has yet to prove babies were born, stillborn or adopted. So time will tell became the case if revealing she really did lie as of today because because she said she was due in February. I'm sorry you went through that, my dude. Way to stick it out and push through with resilience. Clayton's response was, a lot more on the way after yesterday. Googly eyes. Not for me to share, though. So that's very interesting. I think I can speak a little bit... Uh, On what Clayton is talking about, we'll get to that story and more in a little bit. But yeah, fascinating stuff going down over the weekend. And I guess we can start with SNL. Uh, That's right. Sydney Sweeney on Saturday Night Live joked about Glenn Powell cheating rumor with the fiance close at after party. So they've got this movie coming out. They're clearly doing the, you know, media rounds. She's a big star, not just in the movie world, but I believe also on that, um, uh, HBO show. What the, what the hell is it called? I don't know if you, I even watched it before. It's about a bunch of high schoolers doing drugs. Um, yeah, yeah, What's it called? You guys, I know you're saying that you're yelling at, uh, you're yelling it at me. What's a hold on. I got to look this up. HBO show drugs, high school, uh, I know, I'm sure I'll find it. Euphoria, there it is. Oh, Euphoria. Is that what it's about? I don't know. Either way, she was on Saturday Night Live and she had a shout out to her co-star in this clip. Have a listen.
2: But I'd say the craziest rumor I've seen is that while I was filming Anyone But You, I was having an affair with my co-star, Glenn Powell. That's obviously (laughs) not true. (laughs) Me and my fiance produced the movie together and he was there the entire shoot. And I just want to let everyone know that he's the man of my dreams. And we're still together and stronger than ever. He even came here tonight to support me. Can we uh, cut to him?
0: <laughs> All right, so they cut to actual Glenn Powell, not her fiancé.
2: That's not my fiancé. He's in my dressing room. But well, we've got a great
0: show for you tonight. All right, so, so there it is. Please. Did you catch SNL? It's still fun to talk about. There was. Pretty solid opening right there. Nails it, of course. Very good. So, we're going to actually share a clip of Casey Musgraves in her performance on SNL. We'll have that for you in a minute. Lots of other news going on. Um, we've got uh, Lisa Vanderpump. She is slamming Raquel Levis. Uh, not the way Tom Sandoval did, uh, she's doing it with her words, says it's ridiculous the revenge porn lawsuit in and defends Andy Cohen amid cocaine use claims. I don't know. Let's have a listen. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what side of history we all want to be on, but it, it's fascinating the dumpster fire that is known as Bravo TV. Let's play this.
1: What do you think about Leah McSweeney's allegations against Andy Cohen, basically saying that he did cope with housewives and then sort of in return almost they got favorable edit and they got it was just a better thing to do
3: nobody gets a good edit on that show that's that's for a fact and and andy doing coke i know because i've parted with him hundreds of times in my business in my house in new york i've never seen anything like
1: that you've never a seen him do it i gotta
0: tell you what People who do coke with people who do coke don't talk about doing coke on TMZ. You know, that's kind of one of those booger sugar. They're going to head to the bathrooms and take their sweet time type of deals. Oh, what were you doing? We were hanging out in the coat room, catching up on life. Sure you are. Either way, she um, let's see what she has to say. about Raquel Levis he
3: say no, he wouldn't do that. I know for a fact. In fact, I know for a fact he wouldn't do that. So, so she's
1: she yeah. think she's you, just fabricating anybody, it. Anybody can say anything, can't they? But for what reason? I don't know. Why don't you ask her? That's a good question. Well, she was in front, front of question. me, you know. I'm asking you, though, like, she's saying all I of these, like, pretty big allegations, and I wonder why... That's
3: exactly what they are, allegations. Nothing concrete. I think it's bullshit. As I say, I know Andy Cohen very well. He does his edible or whatever he does. <laughs> right.
0: but no, he never does that. He does his right. edible. Okay. I've
3: seen others do it, but not him. That's
1: not him? Not sure. Who else has yeah. seen do it?
3: I'm not telling that. <laughs> right.
1: Not me. Right, <laughs> right. She also said that she felt pressured to drink. Um, and Leah. And then when she didn't she thinks that she sort of suffered the consequences.
3: I've been on that show and uh, like you drink if you want to drink. Well, who's pressuring you? I don't well, get producers, that. You're responsible for your own
1: actions. She thinks producers yeah. like coerced cast to get her to try to drink. And it's a better show if everyone well, drinks. Well, I think we can well, agree well, to well, that. Well.
3: Not necessarily. You've seen me act like an absolute <laughs> idiot and I'm always sober, how about that? Well,
1: you're one in a million, you know? <laughs> what do you make about Rachel, Raquel, whatever? What do you make about her lawsuit against Tom and Rihanna, and Rihanna, and, and Ariana, for uh, revenge porn? Like, re- recording well, that, revenge porn and that, sharing that, it?
3: That's ridiculous, that, I, I think if you don't want to have somebody share your porn, then don't send it to your best friend's boyfriend, right?
1: Huh? Well, she didn't. She, she, it was a FaceTime that she didn't know was being recorded. Oh, and then re- Tom recorded
0: it. <laughs> so then Lisa Vanderpump goes, Oh, okay. I was going to say, this is a terrible take by Lisa Vanderpump here. So Lisa Vanderpump says, If you didn't want it shared, don't send it. And even the TMZ paparazzi guy goes, Well, <laughs> how funny is it that the TMZ paparazzi guy has to explain to her, Actually, she was masturbating to Tom Sandoval. He's the one who took the video. Uh, I think Ariana, I mean, I think. Rachel Levis has a strong case to be made here whether they can prove that Ariana shared the tape or not we know for a fact that Tom illegally recorded it I mean I guess we don't know it's his word versus hers against her like she well, didn't know I have
1: to go. I... and then shared and then he shared it and Ariana found it and shared it with the castmates She
3: didn't share it with me. Right. Why did she leave me out? I don't get it. Well, maybe
0: you weren't doing coke with her. I'm not implying anything, folks. We're just having fun. It's a Monday morning. Wow. You thought there wouldn't be any news today? We got Vanderpump, Dumpster, Fire. Are you guys all caught up on Love is Blind? I'll tell you where I'm at. I'm at the part... Okay, this happens every year on Love is Blind. So what I'm about to share with you isn't even a spoiler because it's every year. I'm at the part where the guy chose the less attractive girl and then he found out that there was a hotter version of the girl he didn't choose. And the hotter version is probably going to some, you know, probably next episode. I think I'm on episode like eight or seven. Uh, The hotter girl is going to be the one who uh, probably breaks them up. That's just my guess. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it's a tale as old as time. I think what it proves is that love isn't blind. There is a physical component to love, which I think is fine. I think love can be a whole bunch of different things, but you got to kind of, you got to have chemistry and spark and enjoy the person you're looking at, right? Otherwise, it's called just friends. You know, it's like your friends, you don't have to love how they look, but your love you have to love how they look to an extent, right? At least that's, uh, that's my thought there, and it's not like um, Vanessa Lachey can say otherwise. She chose a boy band member, and I've got it on good record. She didn't choose Nick Lachey for his voice. All right, we'll be back with more content right after this. I don't know if it was a lazy Sunday that made me enjoy this clip, but here's Matthew LeBlanc explaining what he loves to do best. Have a listen.
1: My favorite thing in the world to do, like my absolute favorite thing in the world to do is nothing. I'm great at it. I should be a professional nothing. That's what I could be. I could be really good at that. Because it's so easy. There's no rules. What are you going to do today? I'll tell you, nothing
2: pretty simple there
0: it is nothing and that's what i felt like i did yesterday a whole bunch of nothing watch old episodes of survivor i baked myself a potato i love nothing more i don't know if you know what i love when i do nothing is baking a potato that helps me get to nothing faster than nowhere i mean i had i had leftover i had chinese leftovers lasagna leftovers and a baked potato that's what i did when i did my nothing how about you guys all right what else is in the news well, Vanderpump continues to deliver a new Vanderpump story. Vanderpump rule star Lala Kent is pregnant with baby number two. She's expanding her family. She took to Instagram on Sunday to announce she's pregnant and expecting her second child. While sharing a black and white photo of her bare baby bump with two-year-old daughter Ocean in the frame, the 33-year-old reality TV star wrote, I'm expanding my pod and further revealed there will be a new addition to my little family. I want to know who's the guy. Um, I don't know, is she with somebody? I don't really understand. She entered motherhood three years ago when she and her ex-fiance, Randall Emmett, welcomed a baby girl. As you know, Randall Emmett was like, yeah, you know, described by others as Harvey Weinstein light. I don't know what to say about him, but either way, um, who knows, who knows who Lala's new guy is. And maybe it's, the, did she get back with the old guy? I don't know how it works out. Um, Either way, we'll find out. We'll, we'll dig into that story and get more info there. Um, and in other pregnant news, ba- Bad Baby... Uh, was you remember her? The Cash Me Outside girl, uh, Br- uh, Stephanie Brook Br- whatever the, you know. You know Danielle, that's her name. Not Stephanie Danielle Bregoli. Um She got into a fight, I guess, out to dinner in West Hollywood, um, and a fight broke out with friends in uh, other diners because I guess people were taking videos of her. I mean, I'm sure I'm I'm sure people were taking videos of her, but uh, it's like, come on! You're in your divine feminine pregnancy mode. You're not supposed to be getting in fights. Speaking of pregnancy... I did a uh, some some uh, mother father classes over the weekend with my wife and one and you know they were it was a cornucopia of uh, pregnancy stuff we were doing pelvic floor workouts and mental health exercises it was really nice it was really sweet um, you know getting to meet some people that are pregnant it was a fathers welcomed event but for the first half of the event I was the only dad there or soon to be dad there so it was about thirty pregnant women and myself I felt very awkward. Uh, when that, whenever, when you know, women are talking about their cervix, and I'm like, hey, I'm just gonna get a coffee. You <laughs> know, just I was like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here, even though I was. It just was that all the other men d- decided not to show up. So, men of Nashville, grab your. Pregnant wives and come to this event with me next time. Jeez, you really left me hanging there. Um, but either way, it was a uh, it was a fun event to go to. But I will say this: one thing I learned. Did you know this? Oxytocin. We know we know it to be the commitment molecule, right? It's um it's what's released which bonds you. To your partner, it's released during sex, specifically orgasm, but it also, it's released during hugging and other affection. You release it and it bonds you to people. It's what, it's what keeps us together with people that we love, right? And it's also uh, found when you breastfeed. You When you breastfeed, you release oxytocin and it, it's the, the hormone that helps bond us to our babies. But what was interesting... Uh, it, what what I learned here, not to mansplain this to all of my ladies out there in the audience, but I didn't know this that when you're secreting adrenaline, when you're when you're kind of hyped, it actually blocks oxytocin. And I don't know, I'm just taking the word of the doulas here. I don't know how true this is, but it was very interesting to see that because when you have adrenaline, you're like in fight or flight mode, and you're not in bond mode. So whether it's your partner. Your relationship with your partner, your lover, or your child, or whoever—it just goes to show that we have to be in a place of warmth. We have to be in a place of kindness, and in that place of love, not in fight or flight mode, not in anxiety mode, and all. And I've always said this as far as you know, law of attraction goes—the the idea that what you put out there comes back to you. It's the same thing as you know, uh, when you're grateful for things, you're, the world provides you more of them. It's a very standard kind of uh, metaphysical idea. Law, Idea, ideolo, ideology, excuse me. It's Monday morning here. Give me a chance. Uh, but either way, it's that same idea. When you're stressed out, when you're anxious, when you're sad, when you're all of these uh, what are seen seem to be negative emotions, you don't have the ability to be the better version of yourself, the beacon that radiates all that love, that joy, that abundance. So whether it's uh wanting to bond with your baby and release oxytocin or bond with your lover or whether it's trying to um, self-actualize bigger things in life. I have to remind all of you, as I remind myself on a daily basis, that we need to get our vibrancies to the highest level. And if we don't get them to the highest level, how dare we expect things of high levels to find us, right? One of the ways to get our frequencies to a high level is with some good music. And for that, I'll play just a little bit of the song, Deeper Well, which was sung live on Saturday night by Casey Musgraves. Take this time to ask yourself for some big things this week. You know what I mean? Take a big swing. What do you want to get out of this week?
2: My Saturn has returned When I turned 27
0: Hey, do what you got to do.
2: today For a while god got me by
0: Well, that's Casey Musgrave's Deeper Well live on Saturday Night Live. She actually had a uh, wardrobe malfunction at the end of the episode. She still had one of those white clips in her hair that was supposed to be taken out by her hair and makeup team. Oh, boy, what a fashion faux pas. Either way, love Casey Musgrave, love country music in general, just for the sense that it usually tells a story from rags to riches. You know, some of my favorite uh, songs are those stories where, like, you know, you just you can really, um, you know, uh, try to champion like being on the top of the mountain. That's that's what you have to feel. And how do you feel like you're on the top of the mountain when you're not, you know, you just got to find a little mountain every day and get on top of it. Right. Uh, I don't mean that as a sexual metaphor, but maybe it is. Find something to mount every day. Find a victory. And own it and get on top of that. One thing I've been loving to do lately, uh, now that I live in in the central time zone, is I'm not as rushed in the morning to get uh, to the YouTube and get to the work and the podcasting. I actually have time to, this is going to sound stupid, but like, you know, have a nice coffee, take a real hot shower, and then start my day with creative writing. That's what I've been finding I really, really love. And I try to just give myself at least 30 minutes of creative writing. I'm writing stand up jokes, and that's my time for myself in the morning to do something for me. So that way, when the day gets away from me, because the day always gets away from you, right? Um, I don't feel like I didn't feed myself first, if that makes sense. And then I I feel like I've had better vibes. I feel like I've had better energy out there. So that's what's working for me. I'm going to tell you how that um, applies to what went down on Friday. And we'll have that story right after the break. So Friday was such a wild day. And again, I, what I'm about to tell you isn't like, don't have any pity on me. I'm not a victim. I'm not complaining whatsoever, but I don't think people quite understand the level of bandwidth that goes through this microphone, the level of content. I'm the amount of content that I make, not just a morning and afternoon podcast, but regularly a two hour Patreon every day. Uh, not always that long. And sometimes it's not there, but I do all of that. And then I make two to three YouTube videos, which takes a hell of a lot of time. So, and, and, and aside from all that, I think I'm a pretty good husband and soon-to-be father to my wife. She may you know, disagree on some days, but I, I think I do a pretty good job of being present. And at night, I am a stand-up comedian, so I go do shows at saloons and bars. March 28th, i will be headlining the famous improv in Phoenix, Arizona, with special guest Clayton Eckerd. You can come to that show. I would love it if we could sell as many tickets as possible to that show. That'll be my last big show before I welcome my baby. Either way, so the story is this. On Friday morning, morning. we knew that the deposition was supposed to happen at 8 a.m. Arizona time which was 9 a.m. Central time so I knew I had to start my day a couple hours early because like I said I normally uh, get up and then and get my creative writing done and do all this stuff so I didn't have any time to do that right so I I got up early to live stream because I thought we were going to know right when the deposition was going to start that she either was there or she wasn't that being Jane Doe Clayton Eckerd's you know accuser and all that well we didn't find out and if you watch my live stream I was waiting the whole time and we were live for hours waiting for for to find out but then I had to go do my own I had to go do a podcast that's a really big deal for me and the podcast was you know relatively far away outside of the city and I had to go drive over there and I was thinking well I'm gonna try to live stream if I can get the information but then something happened I got information right before I went to this podcast that I was doing So I get to the podcast, and the podcast host was like, how long, I basically asked the podcast host, how long do we have to tell this story? Because I was gonna tell the full timeline of what went down with Clayton Eckerd, Jane Doe, and everything else we know that I'm legally like okay sharing, right? And it turns out we went for almost three hours, and it's gonna be a two-part episode. So I say that all because I was in the, I was, multiple things were happening on Friday. I'm trying to feed the beast, get at people as much information as as possible, but when I found out what happened with the deposition, I couldn't share what happened because I needed to protect my source. So you have to understand, as much as I initially wanted to share at the beginning of the day, Sharing after the deposition would have meant that my source was probably giving me information that maybe shouldn't have been given. I'm not telling you who that source is. Obviously, it could have been uh, it could have been lawyers, or it could have been people on any side of the issue. It could have been a janitor or a secretary or the uh, the guy who cleans the windows or the HVAC guy listening through the vent. Right? It could have been anybody. But I totally get what like reality Steve goes through now, where I have to just tell you I can't explain what I know because I'm not. Because I'm the only person who knows it, as far as I know. Uh, maybe Clayton and maybe some other people do. Uh, but but it, we have to wait for this information to make its way into the court case. That being what actually went down in the deposition. I will tell you this. If people are expecting, oh, this deposition's going to be crazy and wild. Let me, just, let me just tell you this. Here's what I'm going to say. I, I bet most depositions in most normal legal settings are very boring. This isn't one of those times. That's all I'm going to say. This isn't one of those times. Uh, This is going to probably be something talked about for a long time. Once we work it, through the legal system and and it goes in whatever exhibits or whatever. Someone had commented this. I, I might have to go a little long on this episode just to explain this. Someone had commented this on Reddit. They said, Dave wouldn't get access to the deposition. Depositions are highly confidential in lawsuits. And Clayton's lawyers and Clayton would get in big trouble for sharing this. Of course. Now look, I haven't seen the deposition, of course. But at the same time, so, someone else said, for as gung-ho as Dave has been about bringing attention to the case, no attorney would advise her client to share details of a deposition. Listen, folks, I think a lot of people have underestimated what we've got going on here. And I'm just saying that from the level and places sources have come from, from every corner of this country, we've reached out and heard from experts, from sources that are within the inner circles of Jane Doe, from, you know, in so many different areas, We've got a lot of information, but it's just sensitive how you get it out there because not everyone's ready to tell their story. Some of it needs to be massaged a little bit. So what happened on Friday was I was getting ready to do this big podcast. And yes, for for me at least, it's a very big deal. A top, I think top 200, maybe it's a top 400 podcast in all of the USA, which is a very big deal. Maybe a top 100 society and culture, like right in our niche, exactly the type of podcast I want to be doing. And I was excited to show up to this beautiful podcast studio and the podcast producers have other podcasts that would be beneficial for me to go on. So as far as career-wise goes, very big stuff. I say that all because... I sent out a message on Patreon, saying I'm gonna let you guys know when I know what's going on. And I gave information that the deposition happened, but then I edited my post because, again, I got that information maybe too close to when my sources would have not been exposed, but I just wanted to, I just needed to pull back and give it a little bit more time. I hope you guys can understand. So is it a case where I under-delivered and over-promised? I don't believe so because my reasons for not delivering in that aspect are because I'm protecting more information that I'm hoping to get to all of us in the future. Again, it's just a massage here. We're trying to massage it all. So what happened after I went on the podcast, three hours go by, I do this podcast, I'm on a high. It was a great podcast. I'm telling you guys, I was throwing fucking fastballs folks. I, I threw everything in the kitchen sink I had at telling this story, and it's honesty, it's integrity, um, it's, it's, it's whatever color I try to bring to the conversation, right? Because I'm trying to show this to new people and get the story out there. It protects me. It, it provides more publicity, which is exactly what needs right now, and all that jazz. So afterwards, I release a video because I was like, oh, I was gonna go live, but I'm just gonna release a video. And I, I upload the video, which essentially on Patreon is like, hey guys, Dave here. The deposition happened. We can't talk about it yet. I had a great podcast. Blah 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 blah. I hit upload, and then I uh, I go home, and I'm excited. I call my I text my wife, uh, and her mom her mom was in town. I was like, I'm gonna take you guys out to dinner. It's a big night. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? It was a big night for me. It was a big night for me going on that podcast. And and again, I think the podcast will will be out later. today or tomorrow we'll have more information but then i find out my video that i made didn't get uploaded right away so then i finally upload it but it's hours later there's threads of people wondering if i got arrested what happened to dave is he okay it also happened to be raining outside so maybe thought i spun maybe you know maybe people thought i spun my car off the road but but here's the here's the interesting messages from people that i get here's one from reddit there was a few people that that they they kind of get a little bit like i don't know um, demanding. So someone said this in his morning live, Dave said he would post information for free in the afternoon. He did make a free post in which he posted that. I know what happened. Didn't say if she went and said he was going to go live from a fast food restaurant, but then he disappeared while I'm sure people subbed and waited for that live and for the info. And then he got mad. People were waiting for it. I get why he can't release information right now, but he knows what he's doing. And my response to that was, you're so wrong. I, I am not a clickbaity and not deliver type of guy. Um, other people were getting passive aggressive. Like I paid the $5. I thought I would have it. And my response to that is I will re- I will refund anybody who wants their money back because they didn't get enough out of me. I do 30 hours a week of private live streams. That's 6 cents per hour if people are watching and listening to the whole month for five dollars you know what i mean so i'm just letting people know i'm trying my best i win i literally went out and had a nice ice cold diet coke and got barbecue with my wife and then i come back and find out all hell broke loose because my thing didn't upload in time or whatever so i understand the idea well we were waiting for him but like guys you gotta you gotta calm down a little bit you gotta calm down there's Here's what's happened, right? I used to have this happen with people where, and again, I know this is like very meta and some people don't want to hear the business side of things, but I really enjoy listening to other people talk about their business. So that's why I share it and I'm doing it at the end of this episode here. But, you know, when my when my channel first uh, took off, I had people that would, you know, very rare. Most people were like very happy for me, but some people would be like, oh, Dave, like you're different. You used to be able to talk to us more and now you can't. And I'm like, do you not want success? Like I'm doing the, I, like, The channel takes off. I don't get more assistance because of that. You know, maybe some at some point I'll I'll hire somebody to help me out or whatever. But I try to be as parasocial and and communicative with people as possible. And I literally sometimes you know you get these dreams that you don't respond to an email or you know get back to someone and then everyone hates you. It's just one of those. It's 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 tough as a people pleaser. It's very tough. So the. Patreon has blown up. The podcast has blown up. The Patreon and the YouTube have all blown up. Over time, the Patreon has now gone over in the last couple of years from 20 loyal members to, I don't know, 2300 or whatever the hell it's at. And I'm still the same person and I'm, I still have the same one voice. If you heard me on Friday, you heard how raw my voice was because I spoke for seven Hours on Friday between this, between the different live streams and everything else I had go on. And some people, and again, I know sometimes you got to crack an egg to make an omelet, and sometimes I got to sacrifice losing a Patreon just to make my point here. But some people, as they listen to my voice, as they listen to my voice, pretty much going out, like I've, there's nothing left into it. I'm drink I'm, I'm eating cough drops, trying to soothe it or whatever, just to make sure when I go on the other podcast, I still have enough voice left. They'd rather go, well, we paid five dollars. Where's the information? <laughs> Guys. And I know, I know that's the minority. I know most of you understand it, but holy shit, am I trying to, to bust my ass? to get everyone as much content and to feed myself too. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing today, busting ass to get you content. Maybe that's why this episode was a little bit longer. But I'll have more for you regarding the deposition. I know everything that you guys want to hear. I just can't share it all yet. That's a product of maybe knowing more than I thought I would know, but... It's looking like things went according to plan if you're concerned with the truth, and that shall surface. As far as what podcast I went on, I'm going to wait for them to release it. You might have some clues if you went on Patreon. Maybe you found out patreon.com slash Dave Neal. I will be live at noon central time today to discuss this more, and um, it's going to be a great week. We're going to have a ton of stuff to talk about, so enjoy your workday. Get those vibrations high, and we'll be back later. I'm Dave Neal. This is The Rush. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you didn't, don't. Join the free Facebook group, Dave Neal's Community. Got cash? Become a premium member at
1: patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description below. And don't forget
0: to follow Dave on Instagram at dneils for upcoming stand-up shows. See you tomorrow on The Rush.